0: This is Chris Burton. and me and my buddy Kevin O'Connor, a.k.a. Kevin O'Everything, host an NBA podcast called The Mismatch.
1: They call it The Mismatch because I'm awesome, and Kevin is a gigantic nerd.
2: No,
3: no, that, that's not why at all, Chris. They call it The Mismatch because I have a brain, and you're
1: a loudmouth bozo. Good grief. <laughs> anyway, listen to our amazing NBA podcast, The Mismatch. Or don't. We really don't care. We're probably going to win a million awards either way. (laughs) Chris, we do care, so don't say that. Please subscribe and listen to The Mismatch only on Spotify.
0: Did you really call me a
1: bozo?
4: (laughs) Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
5: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped. For any adventure with features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com.
2: Welcome to the Ringer NFL Draft Show. My name is Danny Heifetz, and I am joined by Danny Kelly, Ben Solak, and Craig Krollbeck. The wedding I was at is over. The draft is over. And sadly, soon the Ringer NFL Draft Show will also be over. Uh, After this episode... uh. Temporarily... Temporarily. Well, we are Jeez. converting the feed back to the Ringer yeah. Fantasy Football <laughs> Show.
3: You know how things so, being over is the temporary state of being? Yeah, that's how it's going to go.
2: <laughs> well, everything's temporary until it's permanent. But no, it's I don't know. So we, if you're subscri- you're new to the show, we're usually the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. And we kind of, you know, we changed our art. We changed the title for draft season. We're going to be going back now. So this was a lot of fun. We're going back to Ringer Fantasy Football Show. And if you were with us before, back to regularly scheduled programming. However, unfortunately... That means Mr. Benjamin Solak will be leaving us. This is his yeah. final episode here. Temporarily.
3: Soon.
1: Temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I like how it's like, all right, we were talking about the draft, so Ben was allowed here, but now we're talking about fantasy football and Ben sucks at that, so he's going to leave now,
6: <laughs> which just, is you know, more door. than fair. Heifin sucks at it too, but he he <laughs> was here from the beginning.
1: Uh. <laughs> it's t- tough to get rid of him.
2: We could just vote someone off the island. Uh, no, it would be me. I would get voted
1: off. Well, That's the Mike that.
2: Davis take, I don't know if you can come
6: back. Yeah,
1: come on. Let's, let's not sell yourself short. You were the best man. Uh, at the wedding, which is very important. <laughs> and by the way, don't say I went to a wedding. It was a little, a little bit more official than that. You were the best man. Just wanted to say that Hi Vince, I
6: don't know if you saw two people got married at the draft. Why didn't you have your friend do that? What? This? Yes, they got married on stage <laughs> in the
2: middle of the sixth round. That's the wedding <laughs> I was at. I told you I had to go. Yeah. You Are you Ed Baranaro? <laughs> oh, I did hear about that guy. This is a terrible beginning of the pod, but the guy who just took over the stage at the beginning of the draft, I will say he inspired a lot of my best man speech.
1: <laughs> <God
2: damn. laughs> when he was like, you know, it's hard to find a sports coat in purple. And I hope you appreciate that. That's what I said about my suit. It was like this rental was difficult to get. And I hope everyone here appreciates it.
1: But no one got it though.
2: I started talking about my apartment in Ithaca, New York, fifty years ago. It was great. It really was a big hit. Okay. Anyway. So again, just to be super clear, we're gonna be the Ring of Fantasy football show. If you subscribe to us or follow us on Spotify, you don't have to do anything. The art's gonna change, the title's gonna change, but it's gonna be the same. Can Thursday just, morning. We'll be back search for us in future ones search for future uh the ringer fantasy football show that's the, the main thing you want to search other than that everything's the same okay for today's episode we're gonna go through the teams that most improved their teams for this season because we're always talking about like the future and like development and it's Long-term, like whatever yeah yeah the f- who cares we're gonna talk about the now and like the teams that actually got better for this year also, I have a list of just questions I want to ask you two. From, I was checking my phone at the wedding. Just, wanted, just things I was like, what? And I just want to <laughs> ask you guys about. Yeah. And then at the end, we will say goodbye to Mr. Ben Solak with a special two jargons, one lie.
6: That's right.
2: But first, just want to start with DeAndre Hopkins. He mm. was suspended for six games for performance-enhancing drugs. He's going to appeal. We'll see what the actual suspension ends up being. No word on if it's the willful or muscle lubricant. We'll have to check in on that, but I want to just throw Solek to you first. Does this explain why the Cardinals gave up a first for Marquise Brown?
3: I hope not, because if if they knew that their star receiver was going to get suspended for six games, and they were like, we have to trade a first for another receiver right now, that's not good process. Uh, I wrote about the Cardinals draft and in their, uh, including the Marquise Brown trade, a little bit. Um, in my like post draft column thoughts, and the Cardinals are just such a reactive team that it honestly wouldn't surprise me if that was part of it. They were like, "Oh, Marquise Brown might be available. Oh, whatever. Oh, and also we're not gonna have DeHop for six games. Let's just like that's the bit that pushes us over the edge." I I I don't think that's why they did it. I don't think that's a good reason why they do it. But I I, I do buy that story. Like uh, that is feasible to me. Whereas like a lot of other teams cough much better managed actually well-managed forward thinking teams and cough would probably not have done that uh it's good that they have marquise brown it's gonna be even better when they have brown and hopkins together it's just they clearly paid uh, a bit for marquise brown maybe more than they should have especially in light of the aj brown trade and i'm not even sure they're going to get out of marquise brown what they want so it's a, it's a tough spot
6: good on baltimore for for pouncing on that opportunity there to to kind of exploit arizona
2: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you have that dumb guy in your fantasy league that you can kind of just target and you're like, you just target the same few people all the time. And that's kind of what the Ravens, you know, it's just working out. DK, do you, does this change anything about your view of like the Cardinals going, getting Marquise Brown, not AJ Brown? or not? Um, really?
1: No, not really. I, I kind of agree everything that, that Ben said, you know, it's, um, I assume this wasn't like a complete reaction. It maybe played a small part in their decision to go ahead and do that because Marquise Brown. Unlike some rookie receivers, you know, can't in theory at least hit the ground running and be like a big part of the offense right away. Um, whereas some rookie receivers might take a little bit longer to develop. You'd have a little a little more uncertainty. Marquise Brown has the built-in chemistry with, uh, with Kyler Murray. So I think, you know, it was maybe a, a small part of it, but I doubt it was the main reason they did this. I think ultimately they just want to get more talent, have the ability to be more dynamic and explosive second half of the year, especially because they've been really struggling down the stretch, the last, like, two or three seasons. And so mm-hmm. I just think they needed more fire. They, they felt they needed more uh, firepower. To,
2: to be clear, you guys don't think they knew this when they made that trade, though, for Marquise Brown? You I think they do. they do. Yeah. I think they knew, yeah. Okay. But
1: I'm yeah, saying I, that it wasn't a, the reason. It was maybe a small part of it, but it wasn't exactly. the reason they did it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, uh, now, man. I like it's column A, column B. I feel uh, like they knew in
6: the impetus. If DeAndre's out for six weeks and the suspension holds up, Man, Kyler's going to be throwing to Marquise Brown, A.J. Green, and Zach Ertz. Yeah,
3: yeah. and Trey McBride, their second-round pick at tight end because yeah. they finally got good production out of a tight end for the first time ever in Cliff Kingsbury's tenure with Zach Ertz last year, and they are like, this is sick, let's draft one in the second round. <laughs> you have no cover men! You have no defensive tackles! Stop drafting based off vibes, Arizona! Consecutive <laughs> off-ball linebackers in the first round, and neither outsnapped Jordan Hicks. How did this GM get an extension?
2: They're so reactive. And I feel like the reason they couldn't get AJ Brown is they paid JJ Watt and all these old veterans this money. And now they're committed to don't get me started on JJ Watt.
3: Hassan Reddick got out of the building one year, $6 million deal with the Carolina Panthers because they had to pay JJ Watt. And then because they paid JJ Watt, they did not have enough money to pay Chandler Jones, who's now with the Raiders. All this team does is just chase shadows. It's like, oh, (laughs) JJ Watt's available. Here we go. And they don't even think about what happens next. And it now, sounds right, cool, right? You're they, they drafted, they they signed Jordan Hicks, they drafted Z- Zayvon Collins, they drafted Isaiah Simmons. Does anybody remember who the line, the starting linebacker was before all that happened? Devondre Campbell, who was a key not, cog yeah. to the Green Bay Packers. Everybody leaves Arizona, it's just good. I don't know, man. Maybe we should get a new coaching <laughs> staff in the building. Ugh.
2: Again, I just want to say, I think Steve Kime is like Jason Bateman in Ozark, and he just was like, uh, uh, Cl- D- D- Cliff Kingsbury, and he it saved is, his job. It, and now it's it's he's a just good out.
3: analogy. It really Laundering is. money.
2: Okay. Uh, let's get to the draft picks that influence teams this year. Again, we just always talk about the future and the development. Let's just put that away for a second. This season, now it's like we're looking at September. Now the DK is so, so close. The precipice of having a life again, <laughs> being able to see your child, all those nice things that come with having a life. Hmm and you've been able to breathe, who is the team that you look at, and you're like, for this season, you're like, Mm -hmm. this draft, push them closer to the playoffs or push them closer to a Super Bowl?
1: Okay, so I think we need to eliminate the teams in this category that would be considered cheating because there are a few teams that it's like a gray area. The Cardinals, which we just talked about, works a good segue. I'm going to not include Marquise Brown in this exercise. I'm going to... Uh, not include A.J. Brown either. Sorry, Ben. That doesn't count as a draft Bad pick. Take. Bad take! I'm also going to not... <laughs> I'm going to exclude the Broncos and Russell Wilson, the Browns, Deshaun Watson, the Raiders, Devontae uh, Adams, and then the Dolphins and Tyree Kill. All those are off the table because, technically, they did use their picks on those guys, but this is not really part of the, the point. I'm going with, and this is ironic, there's two teams that I think do the best. Bills and Chiefs. I'll stick with the Bills first. Um... And by the way, these are like the two best teams in the AFC. So I uh, had
2: the same two teams. So that's a yeah, little scary. So, like,
1: what the hell? Um, I really liked the Bills' first first round pick of Kyrie Elam, quarterback out of Florida. Like, he just to me looks like a day one starter at a uh, strong position of need for them. Obviously, just generally in the AFC, you need cornerbacks because there's a million good quarterbacks in the uh, conference now, but also because Tredavious white will be coming off of that injury. Like it just gives them so much more cushion at the position, more depth, everything that they need talent there. Um, and I think that's going to help from day one. Their second pick, James cook from Georgia running back. Um, I'm very intrigued with how this is going to go because they haven't really had a very dynamic run game over the last few years. They basically like Josh Allen is their run game. More or less. We've seen flashes of it from Devin Singletary. But um, obviously with them picking uh, a guy like cook in the second round, I think they see him as a major part of this offense. There was rumblings prior to the draft that several teams saw James cook as like an Alvin Kamara type player where you can kind of use him in the passing game. He's a good runner, but he's not necessarily going to be a foundation runner, but like just you just utilize him all over the offense. Um, I heard, you know, prior to the draft, he wanted to do receiver drills at like the combine because he sees himself as a receiver. Um, So like, I just think he's going to be a, a very fascinating player to watch. And I think if he does turn out to be what I think they envision him to be, he could make a major, major impact on this offense. And then the third guy that I want to shout out here, well, there's two more guys. First, Khalil Shakur, uh, the fourth round receiver they got out of Boise State, I think, could good be good ball player. Early on in his career, in theory, he could he could compete for snaps and be like another dynamic threat on that offense. And then Materize, a punt god. Yeah. Yeah,
2: the just, Bill's got a punter that can actually kick it further than Josh Allen can throw. Just piss
6: piss missiles, as Craig put it. piss icicles out there in the Buffalo cold. (laughs) (laughs) They punt the least least in the league, but they're going to punt the best in the league.
2: (laughs) I know that you guys talked about this this weekend, but Craig, I need to hear it from your face. How does it feel for after all this, your punt god is the third punter taken in the draft?
6: You know why I like it? Because he has a chip on his shoulder. This is perfect. This is exactly (laughs) what he needed. He's a group of five punter, and now he he got drafted like a group of five punter, so I get it. This is what we've been doing in the Mountain West forever.
3: yeah. You remember all those those thought experiment articles we used to get about the '04 4 quarterback class? What if Manning stayed of the Chargers? Ben Rosberger? What if he was a giant? It's going to be that with punters in the 2022 class, baby. Like, what if the Ravens <laughs> took Matt Ariza ahead of Jordan Stout? How would that change the landscape of the league? They're
6: playing this year. It's going to be a big matchup. Yeah, is absolutely. Is this proof that Bill Belichick needs to retire? Probably. Yes. He's but more punter thing Cole or strange. just
3: anything? I'll take anything as proof that Bill Belichick needs to retire. <laughs> that draft class is offensive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay so bills excellent draft class i agree mm-hmm. dk i feel like it's just an incredible team and the rich just, get richer yes yeah Wow, well, saying that about buffalo's still kind of hilarious i'm still getting know, over right? that so like other than buffalo do you agree with dk that casey's the other team that jumps to your mind in Casey, getting better sir, for this year
3: they're up there yeah absolutely i would i wouldn't say that the chiefs like super stand out to me mm-hmm. i continue to be uh, generally suspicious of the Chiefs defensive of backfield because I didn't love Trent McDuffie, right? So they get McDuffie at 21, oh, yeah. who's a player that like people thought could be like a top 20, top 15 pick. Personally for me, like he, to me, I didn't rate him above Kyrie Elam. I didn't rate him above Kyler Gordon, right? Uh, and so the, the whatever team got McDuffie wasn't going to like full send for me. And the team that got him is a team that still desperately needs outside corners. So it's it, it's like, now it's not even McDuffie covering twos, it's McDuffie covering ones, which I don't love. And hopefully I'm wrong on that. Um, but George Karloftis is great. The more I think about Sky Moore, the more I'm really excited about that. And I'm not even a guy who, like, loved, loved Sky Moore. There are people who are like, Sky Moore in the first round. That wasn't really me. Um, yeah, they got a receiver
2: from Mahomes named yeah. Sky. That's just kind of awesome.
3: Yeah, exactly. Out of Western Michigan. The more I think about how many targets were vacated by Hill and the fact that like neither Juju nor MVS really walks in with like the clear established. I'm going to be in a 80 plus 100 target plus guy like Juju. You kind of want to say that, but you really can't in terms of like the money that he got and whatever Skymore's got a big opportunity. Love Brian Cook, love Leo Chanel. So like I-, I like a lot of what the Chiefs did, but their first round pick to me was always going to be a team where I was like, I wouldn't have made that selection. So that puts the Chiefs in a bit of a difficult spot. Who is your team then? But the Eagles absolutely deserve I think, to be I them. think we can
2: take... DK said we're going to not conclude the trade things. I disagree. Let's tweak this to... The yeah. trades that were made, like, before draft weekend are exempt. Exactly. But let's count That's, the Eagles. That is how I... It.
1: Yeah, that is how I did my grading. Okay, so For let's
2: let's include the Eagles, yeah. like, in the trade. Yeah. I, I actually kind of agree. I, I, as a person who roots against the Eagles in the NFC East, I am deeply unhappy. <laughs> yeah,
3: the Eagles... Deep, yeah. I'm deeply unhappy. Right, the Eagles kind of walked... Through, like, like they finished last season with two major questions, right? One question that continues to persist is, can we do this with Jalen Hurts, right? In the first year of Jalen Hurts, the four games we got when he replaced Wentz, it was like, all right, looks like maybe he could be a starter. And then clearly last year, he was like a solid starter and they made the playoffs. Then they got absolutely boat raced by the Bucs. And it's like, all right, now the next question is, can this guy be a playoff quarterback for us? Because if he can, he's a second contract player. If not, we're in a little bit of quarterback purgatory. In order to figure that out, they needed to get a receiver that worked, right? Like every first round of the second round, they've
1: invested
3: invested so much in these rookie contract receivers and it just hasn't gone well. Like Devontae is their biggest hit. And even then it's like, all right, you need to have two receivers in the modern NFL. So getting AJ Brown is absolutely enormous. He's 24. He's he's an unbelievable middle of the field receiver, which is an area Jalen Hurts can't access right now. It's the exact sort of player you need to force yourself to answer the Hurts questions. Can he be a playoff guy? Can he work that middle of the field? So on and so forth. The second question, which goes understated because Jalen Hurts is such a big deal. Can Jonathan Gannon work as a defensive coordinator? Can this defensive structure fly? Right. This we're gonna like sit and play zone. We're gonna have safeties 18 yards back. Like, can this work for this young coach? Jordan Davis in round one, Nicobe Dean in round three humongous additions to that regard. Job's not done. They need more safeties. They want to tire Matthew. The Saints got him, whatever. Um, But Davis, like even with Fletch and Javon Hargrave being defensive tackles on the team, it looks like it's not that big of a need, but they needed a true nose guard. They needed a true two-gapper. And Davis is the quintessential. He is the paragon. He is the ideal of two-gapping. And then... They needed an actual rangy linebacker. They need a linebacker who can make tackles in space, sideline to sideline impact, and that's N'Kobe Dean. There's still gaps. They need a better coverage backer. N'Kobe's a little bit too small to be a good coverage guy. Um, like I said, they need safeties. Corner two is still a question. Um, but they made huge strides forward in answering and answering those holes on defense, right? plugging those gaps, uh, which is necessary to figuring out if they want to stick with this defensive structure and if this is going to work uh, for them in Philly. And so huge steps forward in that regard. The other teams that, in my opinion, deserve mention there are the Falcons. Uh, in terms of just winning more games, Drake London is an impact player. Arnold Epikady is an impact player. Uh, Tyler Algier, a necessary pick at running back. They cut uh, Mark Davis. I don't
2: know what the Mark Davis
1: that take was. That was most
2: incredible organic yeah. moment maybe in the history of this podcast. Mike. This yeah, Ma- Davis. Mike, Mike Davis. It's
3: Mike,
1: Mike Davis. Davis. Yeah, <laughs> Solak, Sure, couldn't why not?
2: explain what just happened to you if we tried.
1: All right, cool. Uh, was. Heifetz, I'll explain it. Heifetz was a massive Mike Davis stand last year, and then he was a complete right. bust. Yeah. So Mark Davis, uh, he got cut. <laughs> <Jesus> <laughs> Christ. I don't know uh, if it ever know felt worse about the Mike
4: Davis Classic thing right now. For yeah.
3: Tyler Algier, uh, and then um, Troy Anderson, uh, developmental like like linebacker as well. Guys, going to get on the field. You see, he's a good athlete. Falcons won some more games, and the Bengals did. Um, really good Bengals draft. Multiple Mm. defensive backs that they needed in uh, Daxton Hill, Cam Taylor-Britt, who's going to fight for their corner two job, and Tyson Anderson, the safety out of Toledo, and then Cordell Volson, I talked about in the Saturday pod, I think is a fourth round pick who can start a guard, and the Bengals continue to need starters on the offensive line. So Bengals, who were in Super Bowl team last year, I don't know if you missed that. Uh, they are. They're gonna. They're gonna <laughs> win more games this year. I'm very weird in terms of where I'm falling on the Bengals right now. But I love their draft. Also, don't believe in them as a team. We got to figure this out. The
1: Bengals have a good draft every single year. Do That's they? That's all I'm gonna say. I think so. I, f- <laughs> I can't remember the last time they didn't have a good draft. Like at least uh, on paper, you know. Um,
3: I remember. I remember the year they drafted three linebackers: the Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis, Gay. years. I think it was two years ago. I was a little bit like. You can't be doing that. <laughs> that. That's just wasteful. That's just excessive. What, what I was out here it's talking Jacks? about
2: the Bengals draft and all I'm thinking about it. I saw Solak like in his last episode just called him Mark Davis and I had no idea what the inside <laughs> fit was. Just no clue. I can't, Classic. can't believe it. Yes. It's the most... I've never been dunked on more by anyone this entire company. In terms Glad of, to be
6: here. In terms of teams uh, having immediate improvement, I mean, what about the New York Jets? They won yeah. four games last year and they seem markedly better I now. think it's
2: cheating to include the teams who truly suck. But like, maybe you're yeah. right. I, well, I, I, think I had the Giants. Isn't that the whole right point
6: back. of the draft? Yeah. Is you get excited that your team will no longer suck? <laughs> like, is, it, yeah. is this the whole point? The Jets well, just thinking, this is like, a they'll, fun They'll, they'll be game. meaningfully so better. Let's put it
2: this way. Yeah. Let's tweak well, this. Well, I don't, I mean. So let's, let's tweak this. If we're actually going to play this game of who improved the most for the season, Jets, last in that division last year, could they come in second place this year? in the AFCs. Not saying it may necessarily make the playoffs, but if the Bills win, we all agree the Bills would win. Are the Jets better let's start here. Are the Jets better than the Dolphins this year? What are the chances?
3: I mean they could be, but I doubt it. I think okay. it's. We're, I think we're really good at forgetting that the Jets had the worst
2: defense in the league last year. That's how I feel, and that's kind of yeah. why I feel like they they didn't get that much better. Yeah. Like, I was like,
3: oh, I wonder if that a lot. takes a step. Yeah, I wonder if the whole defense <laughs> takes a step, man. Like that. That's well, my
2: big question. Literally, most points, most yards, and most first downs. They, they they allowed almost twice as many points per game as
1: the Bills did. So I, I, I think I kind of hope they have a terrible defense so they just have to pass a lot and like... right, And that's part of, of it, offense. right? Is if yeah. the
3: offense is better, the defense isn't on the field as much and then time of possession balances out and then you're not going to give up that level of volume. So, so you are, can they, do
2: fantasy football, Solak. There you go.
3: Well, listen, I, I can gamble. Gamble is a lot about pace of play, <laughs> right? A lot about yeah, possessions. Yeah. Um, but in general, like I like Sauce Gardner. I like Jermaine Johnson. They mm-hmm. made good picks. Uh, they could not have made a bad pick because every position had a hole, right? And so... I think that they got better. I do. I just don't think they're better than the Dolphins. I don't think they're better than the Patriots. Uh,
2: Giants? Well, that's what I was going to say. NFC East. But, but actually... Th-
6: the I Giants, th- though, is it the draft that why they're going to be a lot better? Or is it just the fact that they have Brian Dayball and a smart, you know, like... And Daniel Jones just plays better. They
3: didn't get, get better during the draft. They got better during the undrafting.
6: That yes. happens yes, Yeah, when In they January. fired everyone, they got better.
2: <laughs> they also fired their director of college scouting at Joe
1: Shane's Cleaning House. Okay. Joe Cheyen. Sh- Sh- Cheyenne Shion. 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 Sham, yeah. Shofar, Blue Stone.
2: <laughs> Do you say Blue Shane? Big Blue Shane? <laughs> blue Shine? I don't know. <laughs> okay, here we go. That's perfect. <laughs> that was good. That was good.
4: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house, everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
5: This episode is brought to you by Hyundai. Think about all the stuff you can do now on Sundays after the Super Bowl's over. Adventurous activities. You need a Hyundai to get you there. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped... For any adventure with features like available H track, all wheel drive, you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud or available dual wireless charging pads. So no one gets stuck in the great outdoors. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at hyundaiusa.com.
2: The only other team I wanted to mention that no one talked to. Well, the Ravens who's annoying, but that's half because they have so many injured guys from between injuries and COVID last year, <laughs> right. for the last two years. I feel like then just adding Kyle Hamilton and Linderbaum is and then is kind of unfair. Yeah, the other one's just the Saints, who we're kind of panning because they gave away the future first. But like, I kind of think the Saints might win the the NFC South last track. They've beaten the, they're like four and zero against the Bucks the last two regular seasons. Like, I kind of hmm. think for you think this the Saints year, are going to win the NFC South this year? I kind of do. Yeah,
3: I don't. That's insane. I mean, we're <laughs> talking
2: about giving away this year only. They gave away future firsts. They have like, James just, Winston. <laughs> as their quarterback as a, listen,
4: yeah they went 2-0 the against the bu- Tom
2: Brady's yeah. not beating them in the regular season and the game that they won yeah. against them in the playoffs you think he's gonna go 0-6 against them in the regular season mm-hmm. kind of yeah
3: you know the story of Daedalus and Icarus right where uh, Daedalus makes Icarus wings and then he flies too close to the sun and it melts the wax and he, he mm-hmm. dies right mm-hmm. Greek, Greek fable what they don't tell you is that closer to the sun flying above Icarus was Mickey fucking Loomis, who just doesn't <laughs> <laughs> care <laughs> about anything. The fact that the Saints looked at this roster and they were like, yeah, trade up for Chris Olave, draft Trevor Penning, who like, it's. Trevor Penning not, is not ready to play in the NFL, in my opinion. Like Trevor yeah, clear, is, this is
2: hilarious. Like to be clear, yeah. what the Saints did was bad for their long term, but they've yes. been doing things that are bad for the long term for eight years in a row. It's unbelievable. That's why he was he was in the sun, Mickey Loomis, and
3: then still the wings weren't melting. He the, was born I, in the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they don't get burned this year, right? Like they have, they're paying Tyron Matthew eleven million dollars a year. Tyron Matthew last season was not playing at the caliber of eleven million dollar per year player. If they don't get burned this year, Mickey Loomis will never die. He's immortal. <laughs> He's drinking from the fountain what, of youth, and he will never be stopped.
2: <laughs> what was really fun... Wow, I, I just came with this. would have been a much better idea for this episode. What was fun was being at the wedding and everyone asking about the draft. And I had to... But, you you know, it's not a podcast. I had to summarize everything in, like, one sentence. Which, now that I think about it, would have been a fun thing. But the, was, I, How did you... What was the sentence? Well, for the Saints, it was the person who, like, just keeps going back to the atm for more money at blackjack even though they've already overdrawn their balance
1: what's the adam sandler movie with the uh, the uncut gems yeah yeah yeah, yes that's the same same. (laughs) exactly i've not actually seen that but that's the vibe of 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 just like that that
2: horrible feeling hanging over you at all times you're like why are you living this way
1: by the way it's it's fun to podcast with uh, ben solak because i learned about noah recently as (laughs) as noah said go (laughs) birds Um, And then now I'm learning about Icarus and Deiphilus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. that's Greek mythology. Dettolous. 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 I don't know Greek. I don't right. know Greek mythology. Well, when dollars. you say
3: when you say learning, we should emphasize learning wrong things, <laughs> <laughs> learning lies. It's I don't remember Mickey
1: Loomis being one of the uh, Greek gods or whatever, but yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, he's in there. Like he's in the Odyssey, If you read it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mickey.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like how Ian Hardis <laughs> tweeted out this week. He's one of a, a fantasy writer buddies. He tweeted out that DeAndre Hopkins was suspended. And he was tested positive for two kinds of anabolic steroids and a beaver tranquilizer. <laughs> That's
1: dodgeball, right? Just the
2: dodgeball yeah. quote. But then people, people who don't it. know.
1: <laughs> yeah. like, people took it and ran with it. I think so. People just who, saw that
2: and thought it was real because he has who, a lot of followers.
1: Who would not
3: know that that was a dodgeball <laughs> quote? And who would subsequently Google beaver tranquilizer <laughs> with a question mark because they hilarious. didn't know for sure?
2: Solak, like, don't you worry. We have we have um we have quite the two jargons in life for you later. Yes, we do. Yeah.
3: We're, oh, we're
2: we're gonna get there. Uh, okay. We're we we all right. Should we just should we just tease it now? Yeah, sure. So we're gonna we're gonna we have enjoyed two jargons that a lie so much with Ben Solak where we we when we started this pod one of the first meetings we had draft jargon came up and we were like what is a way to make fun of this ridiculous shit that we have to say over and over again <laughs> and the thing we came up with was the two jargons that a lie and I think it's been one of the most fun segments we've ever done but also getting to know Ben Solak's been very fun so DK Craig and I <laughs> have all come up with our own two jargons that a lie specifically geared. For Ben Solak to try. I
3: don't like this at all. This
2: He feels attacked. Should we do this now, and then I'll get to my wedding questions, or let's just do it now?
6: You want to do two jargons online now, middle of the show? Yeah, well, we'll save it. He we'll can't wait. It. He can't wait. We'll two, two
2: jargons just, we're, and one the ambush. <laughs> Let me just ask. I have a couple questions from my wedding. From not my wedding. We'll
1: <laughs> yeah. To be clear, you were the best man.
3: Yeah, he wasn't. And it wasn't the groom. He, he was. and the slip there, Jackie. I don't get are you so listening? So much shit for
2: the best man thing. The, okay, um, I have a couple serious questions and then I have a very not serious questions. I just want to ask, I asked you to deconstruct this before the draft and I wanted to just follow up. I, t- I come back from 20 years in the future. Now that you know the teams and I'm like, there are three guys in this draft who are Hall of Famers two in the first round, one not in the first round. Who are, give me the names. Don't give me the whole spiel. Just give me the names.
1: All right, I'll go first. I guess uh, Derek Stingley, corner Evan Neal, tackle and the day two one was tough. You can give me the teams too. I went, uh, Evan Neal for the Giants. Heifetz, yeah, Heifetz is very proud of that. <laughs> what a, what is that? Like that? He's like, oh, just make sure you say that the team name. Just name. make sure the
2: Giants yeah. will have a whole family.
6: Yeah. Uh,
1: Stingley went to the Texans. Um, and then Nicobe Dean, I guess. I don't know. What? Like he's a first round talent and he's like, an amazing person and he fell because of injuries. I'm like, this is the kind of guy with like a chip on his shoulder. Go do his thing. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. Day two guys are hard. Well,
2: all right. well now we're I'm blending things, but this was my other question as we're at the wedding, which is I, I see to Dean falling. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people thought he was going to be a first rounder. He was invited to the draft. He had the best draft outfit. He wore like a hat. It was really cool. So my question was, why did they invite Nicobe Dean to the draft? If he was a third rounder, because they don't know. Yeah. The
3: people who do the invites don't know anything about the team boards. Matt but Corral an, was invited. They're
2: supposed to have an, a concept.
3: We are all Listen, if the four of us were responsible for inviting players to the first round of the draft, <laughs> we covered the draft closely for three months. We would have invited Kobe Dean. We would not have invited Matt Corral because we know what we're about. <laughs> but we would have invited
2: Nicobe Dean. It's unbelievable and, yeah. how these guys. I, I kind of can't believe it. So that, that's the thing I missed was, what was it like? Did they stop showing them on television? There was no like green room, I guess, on day two.
1: I don't think it, they weren't doing that thing where they like were showing the guy all sad in the green room or whatever, as far as I could remember. That's
6: but. a fun pod idea for next year. Sure. We should we should hold on to that, like the players we would invite to the first round to day yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. wow.
2: That definitely should
6: be an um, episode. Speaking so, of,
1: yeah. on that note, though, I actually, this is a good point about the, the draft at large. Like, in general, the draft intelligentsia, as you like to say it, like everyone associated at least tangentially with the draft, like no one fucking knew the quarterbacks were going to fall this far. Yeah. No one knew. Well, I literally the market the Ringer, didn't know. We fine. all knew that they were like this was a bad draft class. Yeah. No one knew that it was going to be third round. Yeah, fourth fair. round. I did
2: write round. I did put in the pre draft, if you read the ringer.com, pre draft. I did say there would only be one quarterback taken in the first round.
3: Did you say there'd be only one quarterback taken in the first two rounds?
2: Uh that would have been m- bold. If I maybe I could edit the CMS. And there
3: yeah, see. I was about to say just no. Just I mean, take, I only, take <laughs> mock, <laughs> take I the only,
1: screenshot from the article. Ariel
3: twelve, you know, a
1: little grayscale, yeah, exactly. but, in but yeah, like that good. to me, that was like a big storyline of the draft at large. Like the quarterbacks fell like much, much further. Not just a little bit further than everyone thought. Like orders of magnitude further than anyone thought that would happen. So, so. with
2: that said, I'm i ra- I've been radicalized to believe that the quarterbacks where you go is just as important if not more important than the player itself the prospect is half and then the other half's like the place now that Mm -hmm. these guys have all gone so what is it it's uh sam howell went to washington desmond ritter went to the falcons you got mack Mack around the the panthers Panthers. i'm not counting kenny pickett because he was the first rounder and then malik Willis to tennessee and if you commander sam howell yeah daily zappy i guess to the patriots who do you think has the best chance to be an nfl starter in eight years
3: still ritter uh It's a good system for Ritter, right? I mean, like he, I, we talked about him on the comms. We talked about Tannehill. Some people talked about Mariota, right? Really kind of emphasizing the athleticism a little bit more. But quarterbacks with whom Arthur Smith ha- has worked previously have a similar mold to Ritter. And to me, Ritter's got polish on his game. Polish that can get him on the field in year one. And if you want to be a starter in eight years, you got to be a starter sometime in the first 18 games, right? You got to be able to get on the field and start getting reps. Uh, so to me, Ritter's that guy.
2: I completely agree. And also, I just want to say, I think Matt Corral and Sam Howell are already going to washed out to see because they're ending up on teams that I don't think those coaching staffs will that's be there sad. in two years. Yeah. And so it's like, and that's kind of my point. Obviously, the mm-hmm. first rounders, it's different, but I mean, Baker, the one thing, Baker was a little whiny about wanting a trade across from the Browns, but the one thing he said out loud, which is the quiet part, is he had, what, uh, four head coaches and I think four different offensive coordinators in four years. That's freaking crazy. And I think, you know, Matt Corral and um, Sam Howell seemed like they are absolutely on that path.
1: I mean, it, so. yeah, we saw the same thing with Mari- Mariota, too. You know, we see yes. lo- that with a lot of quarterbacks.
2: Exactly. And he also had a nerve injury that no one is throwing arm that no one talks about. <laughs> right, right. It's like, it, it's wild. Anyway, uh, I have a much more important question for you, too. Yeah. Why do the Jets keep drafting players with the same name as their existing players?
1: <laughs> I love this, by the way. I keep so checking your phone and I keep thinking off. I make a mistake. List, list them off here.
2: So the Jets, last year, the draft, Jets drafted two different people named Michael Carter in the same draft. <laughs> that alone's weird. People. Yeah. as Hell. This year, they draft Garrett Wilson and their quarterback, Zach Wilson. So now they're going to have the Wilson to Wilson thing and God, the amount of New York Post headlines you're going to see. Then this year, they draft a running back named Brees Hall, <laughs> even though they already have a cornerback named Bryce Hall. Like, what is, are they trying to save card stock with the draft cards? They're just like scribbling out a letter and handing it back. are like, what? What? They're it's making weird. it easier
1: on the fans who already have the jerseys of guys that are eventually going to wash out of the league, par- apparently. And then you just like, <laughs> don't have actually. to get a new jersey. Although I guess the numbers are a problem, but you can always just use tape. That's well, no, like the, the numbers, Cowboys.
6: Then. They drafted Tyler Smith and they have Tyron Smith as well. <laughs> yeah,
3: T-Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, The Patriots did something with they have guys with similar names. I can't remember what it is now. Oh, it was descriptive names. They have yeah, that. They have like four corners with the last name Jones. I think it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have uh, the old Bama guy. They drafted Marcus Jones. They drafted Jack Jones. And there's one more. But I think it's just right. In general, what my, my running theory is this. You ever like cover a game, right? Regular season. You get to the press box a couple hours early. It's what you're supposed to do. You got nothing to do, right? You're just sitting up there, you're like ready for things, you're chatting with people, and there's always that big team roster that they give you in the press boxes, <laughs> with that big, huge piece of paper. And you just like look through it because you're like, oh, I'm not gonna look through it, I got nothing else to do. They're just putting nuggets in there for you. They've thought they've thought about the media, and they're like, you know, it'd be fun for the media to discover it's that they forget, and then they then find <laughs> out during week twelve, there's two Michael Carters on the Jets. Isn't that handy? So to me, it's media Easter eggs. This is my running theory.
2: That's <laughs> I nice think that them. Bill Belichick does that to yes. cater to the media that's a guy like that that's famous
3: convincing name. isn't it
2: yeah um the seahawks drafted a guy named kobe bryant mm. with the c l
1: different yeah
2: so i went down the wikipedia rabbit hole obviously he was named after kobe bryant he won the jim thorpe award as the best defensive back in america like the college football award even though he went to cincinnati and played with sauce gardner how did <laughs> right. we go all this time and not mention that sauce gardner wasn't even named the best cornerback because on his own this, goddamn team.
3: Because this isn't about the players. It's about how awards work. Stats. What do awards recognize? Production. Yeah. Why was Kobe Bryant productive? Because nobody wanted to throw it at Sauce Gardner. <laughs> right? Kobe Bryant had like 17 PPU's and seven interceptions. Why? Because it was better to throw at him than throw at the other guy. So he just had oodles of opportunity to produce that other great corners weren't getting on their teams. So he wins the Jim Thorpe Award and Sauce Gardner wins the I have a top five pick contract
1: award. (laughs) And the scales of the world are balanced. Do you think Kobe Bryant loves or hates Sauce Gardner because of that? It's like, come on, man. Like I'm getting all this shit thrown at me like constantly. They're just trying to pick (laughs) on me. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Trip every once in a while.
3: (laughs) Honestly, in terms of like prevalent defensive back mindsets because corners especially are the most confident cocky sons of guns that have ever existed kobe Bryant probably loves it because every oh, yeah. time they yeah, they yeah, yeah. test him on third and six and he has a pass break. I was probably like yeah because i'm better than sauce Gardner," and he think, believes that 100 yeah. he's like that i think that. yeah you should be thrown at him
1: i think he has that i, I think i've heard yeah. him talk about how he's got like the mamba mentality and because because it's like you know nominative determinization or it's a de- Determination? What is it called? Nominative Nominative determinism. 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 (laughs) What? Which means like, it, it, you, if you have a certain name, it means you're like gra- you gravitate naturally, like sub- subliminally to something or whatever. So I like, think
2: people whose last name's doctor like disproportionately become doctors. Like a self fulfilling
1: <laughs> prophecy. Yeah, that's yeah, sick. that's that's the better way to put it.
2: So if
3: I name my son Division One athlete Solak, I'm more likely. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you might want to shoot for pro sports speaking. athlete
2: Solak. Imagine yeah. if you bottomed out, you're like it'll be good, but never that great. <laughs> I, <laughs> shoot for the atmosphere I, not the stars
3: I know what my my gene pool is I think I had a little too much dip on my chip to be going for pro athlete there yeah we've talked about your my
1: semi-pro semi-pro health today. Yeah.
6: I got a little too much dip on my chip is that what you said?
1: you got some great that, sayings I'm gonna
6: so yeah. like
2: the other one you know what I love because I was listening to it I'm like not able to participate and I just, honestly you it was were ghost? really fun to enjoy you know what it's phrase I'm going to miss the most from Solak? When he's talking about a prospect, he likes, and the prospect's like a large person, and he's like, "Oh, he's a healthy young man." Yeah. <laughs> that that
3: one's that one's one of my favorites too. It's just you're looking for a nice way to describe like a 330 pounder you You're like, well, healthy. healthy. Uh, he's healthy. <laughs> that young man. <laughs> we just
6: big young boy. <laughs> we just did the uh, the rewatchables was on Austin Powers, the first one, and it's oh, coming wow. out uh, Monday amazing. tonight, Monday night at nine o'clock, and. The premise is that Austin Powers he lives in the '60s and he's frozen for 30 years and he's he's you know thawed in 1997. I feel like Solak has was
5: frozen in 1970.
6: <laughs> More
3: like Which would honestly, <laughs> it would track because that would also explain why I have seen no
1: movies from the '90s or 2000s. So I was in the ice block. Solak like, talks okay. like I imagine Mark Twain talks. <laughs> <laughs> Got too much dip on my chip.
2: We talked about that accent's gone. What's that accent? Transatlantic. Like the transatlantic accent's gone. And like has like twinges of He it.
6: really does. That's a hell of a young man.
2: Yeah. <laughs> wow. what's the of no. <laughs> <Or>
1: no <laughs> it's,
2: it's, uh, Christmas movies again. Uh a wonderful life. Like yes, the way, like, Jimmy oh, what's Stewart? the meaning
1: of there? Yeah. Uh, you man. got
3: you got too much dip on your chip as a vine reference, which I think like, that's that's where the majority of my material like. Comes from in terms of things that I say that are funny. It's not actually me. It's just me referencing vines because that's what I grew up vines? with, right?
6: Oh, wow. That's vines.
3: Yeah. So do you do,
1: are
6: you on TikTok at all?
3: No. That's Bad Vine 2.0. De- no, I, don't, I disagree strongly. My no. experience of TikTok has been that that is not the case. <laughs> <And> <laughs> also the ma- yes. Six the you like the magic of a vine. Need. Exactly. The yeah. magic of a vine was in its brevity, and TikTok does not put that restriction on you and thereby kills the humor.
1: <laughs> so, what do you do now? The tic- so, vines are dead. So, what do you do now? I'm on Twitter. Okay. I mean, so, I, yeah, he's on I'm Twitter a lot. Just you know on tell? Twitter. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. on this note,
2: I want to just shout out. Cause so like, this is your last episode here. And <laughs> if we haven't God, said that
1: yet, keep bringing it up, dude. <laughs> Jesus I want to read an email. He's coming back
2: eventually. Uh, he's coming back. I wanted to read. I'm just trying to be nice. Jesus. I want an email from John. I want to read that says I have greatly enjoyed Ben Sulek's contributions to the podcast. Thanks, John. I, lo- I love the way he calls people brother, like a corrupt Southern church pastor. <laughs> <laughs>
3: There's been a lot of Ben Solak likes in this episode. I don't know how I feel about any of them. I, was thinking, I love the like, w- Hulk No the email Hogan.
2: continues. I love the way he appends baby to the end of his sentences like a younger, less jaded, but just as neurotic version of George Costanza.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: He combines the enthusiasm of youth with the avuncular mannerisms of a much older man. Avuncular. He's everything I'm not, and everything avuncular. I am. He's the whole package. And if he doesn't return for the podcast next offseason, I will feel the loss deep within my lions.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Good callback! Wow. Yeah.
3: I really appreciate it. I thought it was such a heartfelt and well-constructed message. And then Lions was at the end and I was like, ah, <laughs> you're a rat," But yeah, it was very sweet, John. Thank you.
2: And I also want to say that for Matthew, while listening to the day three NFL draft show, you opened by mentioning Weezer performed. Solak didn't know who <laughs> Weezer was. And then DK threw out the song title "Say It Ain't So," and then yeah. Solik proceeded to begin singing "All the Small Things" by Blue 22. We got a lot of tweets about that. And Matthew says the mistake went uncorrected. I thought did it was important. I don't to remember you're this.
0: Did he? I didn't remember him doing that.
2: Song
3: called "Say It Ain't So" isn't the song that goes "Say It Ain't So"? You're telling me those are not the same?
1: Was he like "Say It Ain't So"? Like, like in the no, tune? He didn't no, he no, did all it, it ain't, ain't so He did what he just did. Oh, okay, okay. And no one <laughs> mentioned
6: this.
3: I, th- I just assumed I the song part. that went, say it ain't so, I will not uh, tear me home. I assumed that song was then called, say it ain't so. Because that shit. seems in- intuitive. I will say in song's I defense, there are up. so
2: many songs I know like the words to that I don't actually know the names of. Yeah. Like way more oh. than I realized. Like an iceberg. <laughs> it's like the songs I actually you know the title to is like very small. True.
1: Yeah. You guys make fun of my music knowledge. Come on. Let's get you to two it. jargons and a lie. Well, they used to make fun of me because I didn't know like any current pop music, well, which is true. I mean, we yeah.
6: make fun of how niche your music knowledge is and how specific. Yeah. Well, and, it
2: used to be because you, you were doing the outro and you're like, uh, shout out Drake. And we're like, can you name Drake song? And I don't even like, no. know Drake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, hotline no.
3: bling. Danny. Nice, nice. Write that one down. <laughs>
2: wow. That's, wow, look at that. Weird because that song came out after Vine, so I don't know how he knows that. <laughs>
3: Hotline bling! So, that's a lovely he, tune. <laughs> Hotline <laughs> bling. He ah. was in the box doing a peculiar dance, and it that's was all the really internet. Dance. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the dance that spawned a million memes.
0: This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube.
2: light knowledge of pop culture. Um we have okay. we have just, we have put together some two jargons and a alive for you. And I kind of want to go first because I, I think you're going to get this. <laughs> but I had to just find out. So we like, I had this. to know. These are
6: all pop culture related two, jar- two jargons, one lie. They're not really jargon, just two pop culture references. They're just not jargons.
2: They're just things. And I just. We've abandoned jargons yeah. altogether. It's
6: yeah. as
3: if the game Two Jargons and a Lie had a cousin called, <laughs> I don't know, hypothetically, Two Truths and a Lie. Let's just make that up for fun right
1: now and then play that game. Yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. So I two think real gonna get think there's so one lack.
2: fake thing. We could play two it while it's drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're going to get this, Solac, but I really just wanted to know. So two truths and a lie members of the beatles okay <laughs> yeah george harrison aldis snow ringo star
3: ringo is definitely a member of the beatles what were the other two names george harrison
2: aldis snow
3: all right this is a trick because aldis snow seems too silly to be fake And George Harrison seems so generic that it would be fake, (laughs) but that's why it's a trick. So Aldous Snow is fake. George Harrison is real. No, wait, wait, wait. Aldous Snow, yeah. George Harrison is real. Aldous Snow is fake.
2: Are you sure?
1: Yes. We're going to put this pot up. Final answer.
3: Yes, that's obviously, that's correct. It's
6: correct, but he didn't know why it was correct. You don't know why? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I fucked it. All right, I feel vindicated. Uh,
1: Good guess. Good deduction, Sherlock. Yes. George
2: Harrison and Ringo and the Beatles and Aldous Snow is Russell Brand's character in uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
1: In other words, like the most oh, British name yeah, that could pick. Yeah, 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 did Which, a good movie. I love. You went full Craig, Craig there,
2: Ben, though.
6: You
1: were yeah. like, hmm, yeah.
3: how would Heifetz
6: have devised <laughs> you this? You gotta understand,
3: <laughs> what you just saw there externally is what internally happens anytime anybody makes a pop culture <laughs> reference on a football podcast, <laughs> like, right? Where all the time, like, I'll just be on somebody's show and i like, oh, yeah, it reminds me of that one time that The Godfather said this. And I'm always like, yeah, it sounds like something godfathers would Sounds say remote, like true this is like sure, every sure. time
1: i talk to simmons i'm like, and he references basketball i'm like sure yeah, that, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, you, you just do some quick metaphor. math in
3: your head you're yeah. like i'm gonna make a generic statement and hopefully it seems like it could apply to whatever you said
2: It's like seattle doesn't have a team which you're you know bill
6: yeah
2: uh craig or dk wants to go next i'll go next
6: hand me one for one baby two Katy perry songs one lie. Katy okay. perry <laughs> pop singer are you familiar with her Fireworks. Here are her songs. I will read them to you now. Teenage Dream, Fat Bottomed Girls, Hot and Cold.
3: Fat Bottomed Girls is a lie.
2: Okay, yes,
6: you know what? It's it's because it. of the Vine. As soon as he
2: said the Vine thing, uh, you know, you it's
3: not kidding. because of Vine. It's because I watched a decent amount of Glee when it was on Fox when I was in high school. Ah, and rats. They sang Teenage Dream. Darren Chris, I believe, sang it, and it was very beautiful. (laughs) And uh, Hot and Cold was on Just Dance, which was on the Wii. And that was, we were bumping. Wow, we're learning a lot about his generation, right? Oh, yeah. No, my (laughs) my parents felt very strongly that if I played violent video games, I was going to kill somebody. So (laughs) I played a lot of Just Dance growing up, and Katy Perry, Hot and Cold, was on Just Dance. Nice. Nice.
6: Do you know Fat Bottom Girls? What song that is?
3: Yeah, uh, they make the rock and world go round, Craig. Oh, all right, nice. Who's it by? Um, Queen. Nice. Yep. Had a Queen CD. Man, wow. I know some things, baby. Let's go.
1: <laughs> maybe we, maybe we were too easy on him. Uh, were any of you guys alive when like Columbia House was a thing, where you like join these mailers and you like it's like a CD club where you if buy. You, no mailers. Of, no, I was not. No, I was. I was. Were child. you? Were any of you alive when Netflix mailed DVDs?
2: <laughs> Is a mailer what Rob Harvilla once tweeted about, where it was like they used to be like, hey, we'll give you a coupon, and we bet you're so lazy you won't even put it in the mail back for free money. Is that like a mailer? kind of netflix
3: used to mail dvds
2: <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs>
3: that, that that's you seriously don't know i knew uh, you could go to blockbuster and get dvds
6: that was netflix's whole model oh, that, that was, was their original i think is they sent you dvds yeah. Yeah. Ah.
3: uh
1: and for, for the record i'm talking <laughs> <was> about <laughs> like columbia house and i think it was bmg or something like that and it was like you join and if you don't send in a thing they just send you a shitload of DVDs and you have, or CDs and you have to pay for them. So it's like basically they're just banking on people like forgetting to like say you don't want any in a given month. And then you have like, for instance, Queen show up at your door. Uh, DK, what are you talking about? I, I'm so lost. People that were born in the 1980s <laughs> or like whatever will understand, which is a good segue to my quiz. Okay. Okay. 1980s bands named after places. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, there might be like look I, 1980s is like a little vague some of these might be like officially formed in the 70s i'm the only one that was alive during the 1980s so i'm just gonna throw this out there um okay and i and it's more than three because i didn't want to be too easy this is the final boss level quiz here we go berlin boston chicago dublin this is Europe, This is
3: unreasonable. You're Asia. saying names cities and continents. <laughs> Correct. You're, f- and you're so supposed t- one of those is not a real band? One mm-hmm. of them is not a real band. Wait, I'm going to do r- it again. Yeah, read You started
1: again. Okay. Berlin, Boston, Chicago, Dublin, Europe, Asia. I
3: don't so, want to be a person who
1: knows the answer to this question.
2: <laughs> Solak, like, for full transparency, you <laughs> told me the answer before, but to be honest with you, I would have gotten it wrong.
6: I knew all of them except two. I, di- I didn't know the fake one, and then there's one other I didn't know. Okay,
3: Boston is definitely real, because people from Boston love Boston.
1: Okay.
6: Berlin
3: was very politically relevant, so that feels like it would be real as well. <laughs> I love
1: the deduction.
3: Dublin. Berlin was
1: very politically relevant.
3: Well, yeah. You know yeah, know what I mean? Uh, Dublin, France. Europe and Asia, both. If you're na- if you're naming a band after a continent, <laughs> that's very bold. You think just named <laughs> you'll presumptu- never presumptuous. You'll, yeah. you'll never be the biggest Asia in the world. I promise you that. <laughs> you're, you're topping out as the second most important Asia. I'm gonna say Asia. You're is probably the
2: band's gonna be more famous than Boston or Berlin. <laughs> that's true. Actually, good point.
1: <laughs> I think Asia is fake. Uh, all right, incorrect. The fake Shining. band is Dublin. I am not, Aww. I did Google it and I'm not 100% sure there are no bands called Dublin, but no famous, very worldwide known fan. Uh, I'm band. not gonna
2: lie, DK, I would have guessed Dublin was real. The one that I thought was fake was Berlin.
1: Same, I thought Berlin was fake too. Berlin is take my breath away. You remember the oh. song from uh, oh. from Top Gun? Yeah. yeah. That's
2: yeah. damn. Wait, they used a song named Berlin in a movie about the Cold no, War. The band is Berlin.
1: I like, mean, it see, was the time. It was made during the Cold War, wasn't it? Or like, yeah. See, dunno, 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 <laughs> not gonna lie.
2: I kind of thought you were gonna cop out, and Berlin was gonna be like some like small band, and then you're like, actually, the most 1980s thing that happened, Top Gun. Uh, see, that's
3: that's the mistake y'all made. Is none of y'all went after movies. Movies is the weak point. Uh, movies and television. But what would like, we
6: have to do? Just I would just name movies made in like the 70s.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead right now and name movies that you think some like people. Should have seen. Like oh wait, Craig, we
2: did the Judd Apatow one. You had that earlier too. What? Oh, name Judd Apatow movies? <laughs> yeah.
6: you're like, See, so, but, but
3: here's a great example. Who's Judd Apatow?
6: Okay. I'll, <laughs> well, you might know the names of the movies. Are you serious? I don't think he's gonna know <laughs> the names of the movies. Is he a director?
3: Is he an actor?
6: No, he's, he's a he's a writer he's a, director. He's a
2: cinematographer. Okay.
6: Uh, if I do okay, uh, um, that was a joke. Here are three Judd Apatow movies. One's fake. I'll just knocked up. One more night of sex. I love you, man. Is Knocked Up the one where Michael Sarah's somebody?
1: No? It was okay. a good guess. Blanket guess, yes, because yeah, he's in a lot of those. But no.
3: I I recognize none of the three of those names. Wow. So, <laughs> I one more night of sex.
6: Final answer. Yeah, that's correct. Knocked wow, Up. Wow, suck it. Craig screwed it up. <laughs> I did screw it up because I, I was just like, I'm sorry, I was trying to come up with like, what's a Jed Apatowee sounding name? It has to do with sex. Um... Yeah, forty-year-old virgin. Knocked up was with Seth Rogen and Catherine Heigl, and then uh, what's what? Else? I love you, man. Paul Rudd and Jason Segel. Great movie.
3: Oh, that's nice. I uh, haven't seen any. Haven't seen forty-year-old virgin. Uh, mm. Michael Scott is Scott Steve Carell. He's in that one.
6: Uh, Super bad. Have you seen Super Bad? Yeah, I've seen Super Bad. Super a good movie.
3: That was mm. very funny. McLovin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the <laughs> grin on his face. Oh yeah, my yeah, god. The grin. Yeah, I've seen,
6: yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, wow. you haven't seen The Godfathers have you seen Titanic
3: I haven't seen The Godfathers probably saw, I, I know the Titanic I know like pieces of it somebody plays the violin boat sank yeah there was a, there was enough room <laughs> in the door I haven't like seen the movie Did you pick sank? up enough of it through <laughs> so the, process. Of the poster.
6: I'm familiar with the Titanic boat sank boat sank
3: <laughs> all I know is that he could have survived because there was enough room on the door maybe and that's a big item of consternation. oh and also this thing <laughs> yeah. you, do, you do this. Yes.
2: I can.
6: Nobody
3: can see me right now, but I'm spreading my arms. Yeah, which is the Titanic thing.
2: Oh man. See, I appreciate this because soul acts vulnerable. The reality is, everyone feels this way about something, like many things. Never glides through life.
3: I'm just happy uh, to provide this level of content, right? I, I did a shout. I was on Mina's show the first time. Mina just ended the show with being like, "Hey, how do you feel?" Like she was like, "What does Steve Urkel say?" And I was like, "Something <laughs> about being Steve Urkel, man." And then she got really mad at me. Like people just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's fun for people to be like, "God, this child who apparently lived under a rock until he was 19. Let's talk about things
1: he doesn't know." The That's Steve Urkel content.
6: thing. Hyphits, do you, I know what Steve Urkel says? Do you, Heifetz? Yes. Uh, this he is yeah, like yeah, the whole. Does. This
1: is the new girl bit where. Uh, Jessica Day just steals did I do that with a bunch of Solek millennials and they all think it's hilarious but I don't think
6: <laughs> I, I, I think Solak not knowing did I do that is not really because he's like not pop culture
2: literate it's just
6: I like I think there's probably a lot of people our age who don't know did I do that
2: I agree sneakily I think Urkel is mm-hmm. is is more of a, a saved by the bell millennial than a Spongebob millennial thing Agreed. I think that we got it because it's quoted so much well I watched mm-hmm. Family Matters a little bit but I don't think I've ever seen an episode of Family Matters I just know the clip
3: <laughs> nope No family matters and no Spongebob. I'm a millennial with no just pop culture
2: Yes,
6: (laughs) You're really close to Gen Z. You're (laughs) young millennial. I
3: am Gen Z. I was born in 97. Oh my God. Who decides that? I don't know. I think it's the Census Bureau. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) The Census Bureau (laughs) decides it. (laughs) But apparently like 97 is the cutoff. Some federal agency. I don't know. Yeah, I was born in March 97. So, Gen Z are over here. Let me just go download TikTok real quick and I started high some school Tide Pods or something. Right around then. I have a final NFL draft, Two Jargons, One Lie.
1: Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. Perfect. Perfection. Because
3: yeah. right. the, in the pre-show, you kept on being like, and then also the Two Jargons, One Lie finale. And I was like, oh, I got to make sure it's a good one. I didn't know it was Ben Solak edition, Two Jargons, One Lie, which was also not jargons. <laughs> which but you
6: regardless.
2: passed with flying colors. You did. Go team. Except we kind of glossed over that he did not know the Beatles, but it's fine.
3: <laughs> I knew Ringo, and then the other one's name Ringo. So is, is he said? <laughs>
1: <laughs> "Isn't that what it is?" <laughs> he, said, he said Ringo, <laughs> like Ring with a dash, like the ring, o. Like like the ring, ring, ring with a dash, O Ringo. What? I thought it's it's Ringo Starr. It's Ringo, Star, it's right? Ringo. That's I'm Ringo, hard
3: am
5: saying?
6: Reno. You're doing uh, soft, soft G, uh, like
3: ringer. Huh? So it's two syllables. It's Ringo. Yes. Ringo. Not Ringo. It's Ringo. Yes. Ringo.
0: Why is that so
3: funny? Because it's spelled like Ringo. ringo. <laughs> 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 okay. Right, right. I admit then I did not know who the Beatles. I know, did not know the individual Beatles. I did did you know, know the by the
1: way, that Beatles is a pun? I didn't know who they were. B-E-A-T. Yeah, I knew that. I was spelled that way.
2: Okay. I'll admit I never realized that till you guys told me I never thought about it. <laughs> okay. So, wait. I want to hear Solek's two jargons and a lie.
3: Okay. NFL draft jargons. Last time to ever play here and at home. Temporarily. Forever, except for next year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Out of respect for Solex, we're going to pause this till he returns. So this is the last one for a little yeah. bit for two jargons and a lie. Yes, that's true.
3: Yeah. He's a $15 cab ride to get around. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. He's a trained circus elephant. He plays the piano well.
2: I think trained circus elephant is grim and a little um, possessive-y. Which is why why it's real. Totally par for the course for NFL teams. So I think that's real.
6: Which means just what? Like it's like a big lineman who can move well? Or somebody who can like take order?
2: Yeah, he's a large person that we can train like an animal, which sounds like something NFL scouts would say. Yep. How did you,
6: what's the cab one $15 cab ride?
3: He's a $15 cab ride to get around. He's a trained circus elephant. Plays the piano well.
6: I think the cab ride is fake.
2: Okay. Plays the piano well. Feels, I feel like I've heard the phrase. I'm trying to think what the yeah. context is.
6: That to, descri- to describe
3: a pianist. Yes, you have right. heard the phrase. <laughs> Someone <laughs> at a
6: pianist concert. Yeah, Titanic. Boat sank. Yeah. I got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Boat sank. <laughs> I'm, I'm familiar. <laughs> boat sank. Um,
3: I can't, be- I can't believe it's Ringo. That's
1: ridiculous. for <laughs> well, a- that. It's just Ringo. There's a G in it. I said Ringo. Well, we didn't hear the G. We I have didn't. to put this yeah. on Twitter. This is unbelievable. <laughs> it sounded like you said Reno star. No, like, I thought he city. said
2: Ringo. Yeah, like the ringer. Where you don't yeah, really Ringo. Hear G- G.
1: Oh, like he the pronunciation Ringo. was just a little bit false. Ringo. Yes, because I've never heard it said out loud. I've only
3: seen it written. <laughs>
1: I've only seen it written. <laughs>
3: All right. Craig thinks cab ride? I think it's piano. Think it's piano. Uh, as is only appropriate for the final two jargons of no. one lie, it was all true. All three of these are real, oh, according to trick, uh, trick draft. Question. According to Draft Discussion Lingo, which is a website I found. Uh, it was, it's pro, it's pro <laughs> football pro football sidekick dot com slash draft discussion, si- discussion ling- lingo, which is a, a, a <laughs> website I found. Mm-hmm. It looks like it was made in two thousand nine and then never touched again. And <laughs> like your
2: pop culture knowledge. <laughs>
3: Yeah, exactly. And 50% of these, I have just never heard or seen used. <laughs> and so I immediately said, I'm not access- accessing this sheet until it's time for the grand finale. I could have taken, he likes the buffet. Okay. Which is...
0: I that one's obvious.
3: No, it's I mean, not what you, oh, no, you think. It's a player who picks and chooses when he's going to get involved in the play, which doesn't even make sense relative to buffets. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
6: that doesn't make sense.
3: Uh, That's weird. He's a ball of knives.
1: Yeah.
3: He's a cat and mouse tackle
1: uh dk loves ball of knives though dk yeah. uses ball of rolling knives. ball of butcher knives is the one i've heard yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yes completely different from what's always he like.
2: uses his meat
3: hooks
1: well ooh i like the meat <laughs> hooks one yeah
3: he's a he's a beer truck all of these, by the way, are linemen. Runaway all, beer <laughs> truck is one <laughs> that.
1: They're yeah, all heard.
2: Of this describing large men.
3: Yeah, really <laughs>
0: percentage
2: of the jargon. I feel like eighty percent of the jargon is about yeah. linemen.
3: Now and now, the best, the absolute single best thing is that also on this sheet is he's not on my board, which now has <laughs> has has gone. Like, the rest of these have all died. They're all an- anaphoras or, mm. or, or anachronisms. It's like She's Latin. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then th- he's not on my board has become, like, more than jargon. It's truth. It is the only thing that's ever said ever at any given time, which I found interesting. But anyway, so there you go. The final so the trick last was.
6: two jargons yes. of the
2: lie was itself the lie.
3: Yes. In that they three were jargons, all true. Yes. And that is how the game always stays ahead. He's not
6: on my board is, is real jargon, right? Because we learned yeah. we've been doing idioms. Isn't. He's not on my board actually jargon? That is actual jargon. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. That's jargon. That's
3: Wow. There was only one jargon at (laughs) the end of it all. We have found the pot of jargon at the end of the rainbow. (laughs) And it is he's
1: not on my board. Uh, Someone tagged us on Twitter the other day Uh, during the draft process. So like during the NFL draft um, post draft pressers. I don't remember who said it. Someone like a scout or a coach or something or GM uh, said uh, one of the players has some shit in his neck. He's got some shit in his neck. Yeah. Is a term. That's too far. uh, Means you're like nasty, tough, maybe a little bit crazy. I don't get that. Why does that mean that? that? Not sure why. Got some shit in his neck.
2: (laughs) Next year, we need to have make up some good ones. We're going to have Chris Ryan come help us. And we're going (laughs) to insert them into DK's draft guide. And we're going to organically just try to get people to start using them. We're going to see through osmosis if people will just start using these terms.
3: Little Easter egg hunt in the draft guide promote clicks, get the game rolling too. I like it. This
2: is clever marketing. Should we go our separate ways or should we do one more funny, two jargons and a lie? Just run it back. One more. Two vice presidents and a lie. Alistair Cargill, Skylar Car- Colfax, or Hannibal Hamlin.
3: I didn't even have time to calibrate to two vice presidents and a lie until the name started to come.
2: <laughs> Alistair Cargill, Skyler Colfax, Hannibal Hamlin. For our international listeners, yes, this is the American vice presidents, but we don't know them either, so.
6: Uh, gut, I'm saying Cargill's fake.
3: That's what I was thinking. I think Colfax is fake because you said that name is pronounced Skyler? There's never been a Vice President Skyler.
2: Alistair's There's no way there's an American Vice President named Alistair.
3: The first like nine American Vice Presidents were not Americans. Dude, they were, you know, yeah. Well, that's a
2: good point. <laughs> What are you talking about? Damn, bro. <laughs> where, do right. where do you think American? Like the, the <laughs> but we know the first like, founding fathers vice presidents. Were found. These yeah. are like obviously like dudes from like the eighteen hundreds.
3: I like how hyphens like Alistair doesn't work for me, but Skyler spelled S C H U Y L E R and Hannibal. Those are fine. Those are
1: good hearty <laughs> Al- American names. Aldous Snow was one oh, yes. of the original vice presidents because Maybe uh, we skipped over that. Select really considered that Ringo. Yeah. Ringo. Okay.
3: Skyler is fake. Final answer.
2: I think Alistair is fake. Skyler fake. Alistair is, in fact, the fake one.
1: Nice. <sighs> Shoot. Son of a bitch. Okay. What was well, his last out. name? All right. Alistair what?
2: We got it, DK. We, you and I chose Cargill. So Skyler okay. Colfax and Hannibal Hamlin were real vice
1: presidents, which is Technically, I gave amazing. two answers, but that's fine.
2: Okay. <laughs> that's all we got for the re NFL Draft Show. We will be converting the name of this feed, so we're going back to the re Fantasy Football Show. If you're subscribed to us, you don't have to do anything art's gonna change name's gonna change we'll keep coming to you if you haven't subscribe to us or just search for the ringer fantasy football show wherever we get your pods Solak, we will have you again as soon as we can this was truly a lot of fun thank you for joining us i learned a lot i had a lot of fun but this, mm-hmm. this is honestly this has
1: been awesome this is a delight mm-hmm. hell yeah
3: it was a great time this is the first like draft season i've ever not been at the places where i like started doing this you know what i mean so it was a point of transition for me and you guys were very welcoming and it was a really fun time and so uh, I'm excited to be invited back excited for next year's draft season already Will Anderson baby overall number one (laughs) yeah give us your top 32 for next year (laughs) mock draft now okay all right the good quarterbacks some of the good receivers the rest of the Bama depth chart there's my top 32 there you go
2: honestly we should just clip that and like you don't you should just keep that and that will work keep that running that'll be that'll play all right Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Solak. Thank you to Ringo Starr.
0: Ringo. And most of
2: all, <laughs> thank you to Mark Davis. Oh, I forgot about that. That was R. good. R.I.P.
1: Thank you, Lorne. 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 Thank you, Kansas. Oh, it's another place. Wow. Yeah. Oh, After naming is six place. place
3: names, he's like, let me <laughs> just throw in a seventh. Show off my
1: stuff. <laughs> no big deal. All right, more fantasy football coming for you guys this week. Wow. That's right. Hopefully there's not actually a band named Dublin. She can just going to say that. <laughs> there might be. All right, goodbye, everyone.